This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk, the preview show. It's good to be back. I feel like I've not done one of these in ages. And there's a familiar face back from last season. He's Lincoln's own part of that League One podcast. It's Jake Tong. How are you doing, Jake? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. I've got Skabala fever at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm doing very, very well, mate. I hope you are too. It's good to be back on. I've, uh, you're one of the podcasts that I, t- I said to you earlier in the day that I've sort of kept my eye on and, and, and listened to since I uh, came on in, in February. So it's uh, very good to be back on, mate. It's good to have you. And I hope that fever um, isn't contagious. <laughs> oh, it's very contagious. <laughs> I've it, it took me a matter of two weeks to, to catch it. And I'm, I'm literally, I've got so many symptoms. It's unbelievable. <laughs> For audio listeners, Jake is sporting a pretty good Christmas jumper. He's got a Christmas tree behind them as well. So feeling quite festive here tonight on on Rams Talk. Touched on there that you're a part of this new thing, that's uh, a yeah. new wave that's that's appeared on Twitter. I've, I've checked it out. That League One podcast. Let me know a bit more about what it's about, I guess. Yeah, so it's um, a brand new League One podcast. Me and a few mates thought there was a bit of a gap in the market for just a general podcast. You might know the other three lads um, if you're sort of into your league one or football league content. I'm just sort of the the one that's clinging on to all their fame, really. You've got Tom from 4 0 written all over it, who's a massive Pompey fan. Nappers or Cods Vlogs, who I'm sure you guys will have seen before from, from Fleetwood Town. And then uh, Jack Ward, who's a Wardy, we call him, is a, is a big Oxford fan. So, um, yeah, comes out every Monday. We do have a patron, but I, I won't plug that on here. But, um, yeah, um, it's it's an hour and a half chat on League One. We get we get through plenty of Derby County because normally, especially in the last couple of weeks, the Derby games have been pretty good to talk about, especially this weekend. So we did have a maybe a five ten minute chat on on the wind down at Orient. So if you want to come over and listen, um, feel free. It's that League One podcast. Brilliant. And are you nice about Derby County on the whole, Jake? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, obviously, I've got a couple of controversial takes on Derby, which I told you this, this afternoon. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, I think we genuinely are when when they when they play well. You know, sometimes they, uh, as you know, you'll know, sometimes they uh, play not very well and somehow win. So uh, yes, we are kind of contra- you know controversial and and complimentary about them as well. 
We'll come on to that later. But for now, let's talk about Lincoln. Obviously, we discussed um, the in obviously Lincoln in the previews last season. You went on to take four points off of us. We've just mm. spoken off air and you said how you managed to pick up results against the top teams, which was you know, uh, a bit of a habit last year for Lincoln. Mm -hmm. How's the season going so far for, for you? Difficult because the season's sort of in three chunks so far. So you've got the start of the season where we came out with a bit of an, like a bit of a house on fire. We had Bolton away, which, you know, Bolton away is the toughest game that you could have got on opening day. We got beat there, but following that, we reacted really well. Um, we beat Blackpool and Wickham, both by three goals to nil at home, got a win away at Shrewsbury. We also went to Sheffield United in the Carabao Cup and, and beat them, uh, albeit on penalties. Um, it was a good start to the season. And then things sort of took a bit of a sour turn. Um, it, it seemed that behind the scenes, there were issues with the playing staff and the, manage, the, the management team. And everyone wasn't quite singing from the same hymn sheet. And September, apart from a really, really good performance against West Ham in the Carabao Cup, it was pretty dire. Um, performances were not great. We were bottom of the the league for attacking metrics. So our, our XG was as bad as Shrewsbury and they've scored 13 goals all season. Um, we, we weren't getting into the, the box. Um, and then we sat to manager, Mark Kennedy left um, after a defeat to Burton Albion at the start of October. Um, Tom Shaw took over. He was our, he's been at the club since Michael Appleton sort of came in about four or five years ago. Um, took over for nine games in all comps, did a pretty good job, some big wins away at Fleetwood, uh, point down at Exeter, a, a really good home win against Ch uh, Charlton. But, and I'm sure if you've had interim managers that you want to be successful, but you don't want to land the job, it sort of gets a bit stale towards the end where you can tell everyone wants a new change, a new a new chapter. Um, unfortunately, we got one with, with Michael Scabala who came in um, a month, pretty much a month after we, we, we sat Kennedy. Um, and it's been pretty good since then. He had a, a tricky um, afternoon at Stevenage, not as tricky as you lot by the, by the looks of it. Um, and then since then, wins away at Leighton Orient, a 3-0 a, a thumping of Cambridge. We've got a good point against a Barnsley team that are around us in the table as well. Um, got knocked out of the, the BSM trophy last night, but I'm not too fussed about that. And, you know, if we can, you know, we're recording this before the game on Saturday against Reading take another three points and, and, and jump closer to the top six, then um, that that would be a good start. So it's been up and down, Jamie, to be honest, mate. It's uh, But it's Lincoln City. We're, we're enjoying it. Absolutely loving it. Yeah, like you said there, we're, we're recording before the Reading game for you and before mm -hmm. the Wiccan game with, uh, yeah. with Derby. So there's still, I guess, a, a few things to happen this weekend before before we, we meet each other. But yeah, like you said there, I think looking at recent fixtures, I mean, you take it, wouldn't you? You take going away to Wigan and getting a result. You, you mm. take a, a draw against um, against Barnsley as well. So things are looking good. Obviously, uh, currently um, ninth in the table and currently five points behind us. Um, obviously, played a few more games than the likes of Derby and, and Barnsley that are, mm -hmm. are sitting just outside of the playoffs. What's your gut feel of what's going to happen this season? Do you think it's going to be a similar situation as it was last year, or, or do you think you could potentially push for them playoffs? I, I, I've said this on on that League One pod a few times. I think the top ten of the league currently, so down the chart, I think that they are the best ten teams in the league for me. Um, 
I think we'll finish probably towards the back end of that top 10. But um, I think if we've still got something to play for when our strikers come back, because I'm, I'm sure you'll have read a, that we've had a bit of a striker issue this year. Uh, so Ben House, who got sent off in this fixture last year, stupidly, and cost us three points. Um, well, two points. Um, he's been unavailable since since the start of September. He's out till February. Um, we had Tyler Walker as well. We signed him injured. I know he's um, from localish parts to, to to Derby. He's very well known in the uh, the, the red half of the East Midlands. Um, he came in injured from Coventry City, um, got playing and then got injured. And he was meant to come back um, against Wigan, but he's suffered a, a setback and is going to be out now for the rest of the season. Um, we've got Jack Vale on, on loan from Blackburn, who's been okay and. Um, that's pretty much it. We've got Joven McCarmer actually who came through at Derby. Um, he's our, our, our starting striker at the moment, only 19. But um, depending on how that goes, if we're still in sort of the five to six point you know, range of the playoffs by January, so if we can stick around the, the playoffs for Christmas, I think the ambition has to try and be to get in the top six. I think League One is a lot weaker this year. There are not so many big teams. There's an opportunity for us. If not, you know, if we finish, you know, last year we were maybe 15, 20 points off the playoffs, Jamie. If we can close that gap to five points or, or you know, five to ten, I think it's been a, a success. And then from there on in next season, try and, you know, go again um, under Skabala and, and, and try and get in them next year. But um I don't think we'll get top six this year. I think we'll finish seventh, eighth, that sort of that that sort of bracket. Yeah, I guess it, like you said there, as long as you see progression and as long as mm. you can see moving in the right direction, then that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, you've obviously mentioned there about having the injury problems. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's going to be the danger man when when you come to Pride Park? There's a few. There's a, there's quite a few. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll walk you through it. So. Uh, our right wing back, Lars Sorensen, has been one of the most productive wing backs in the league this year. He's got, I think, he's got four goals and three assists, um, which is pretty decent from right wing back. He was signed as a central midfielder under Michael Appleton, got frozen out, and then under Kennedy found himself playing wing back because I think in training he once said that he he played wing back for for Stoke or or MK Dons where he had a loan spell. Ended up being pushed out there and has done really well since. He's um, been a revelation since moving to right wing back. He'll be dangerous. Uh, number two on the right hand side. Um, you've got our arguably one of the best midfield duos in the league for me. Um, Ethan Erehan and Ethan Hamilton. Um, both one's from Glasgow, one's from Edinburgh. Um, Gab Sutton, if you know Gab, calls them the Ethan compound. He uh, he loves them. He thinks they complement each other really well. Both left footed um, midfielders. Erehan, we signed from St Mirren. Actually, he played at Pride Park in the in the draw. It was really impressive. Um, he's kicked on and been fantastic this year. And then we've complemented by by adding Ethan Hamilton, who's been around this league for a while. He came through at Man United. He's been with um, Bolton, Southend, Peterborough United, and most recently Accrington, who we paid a fee to to release him from his contract there. Um, and then going forward, tough because I don't know I don't know who we're going to play up there, but. Um, of the ones that are available that I know of, Danny Mandroyu is someone that's been really good this season in patches and has all the technical ability in the world to to, to play higher at this le- than this level. So he's he's one of those players, Jamie, that when they're on it, like he is one of the best players in the league. But the problem is it's not his day very often. Um, 
you know, he can he can do things technically on the ball where I don't think anyone else in the Lincoln squad can do. So um I've named you four there. Um if we had fit players, I'd probably name a couple more. But unfortunately, um we've been struck by injury. But but those are four certainly to look out for. Yeah, and like you say there, I think it's the reason why a lot of players are playing at this level is because yeah. they have got those moments of brilliance. However, you see mm. them maybe once every five games, whereas maybe some in the championship, it's once every two or once yeah. every three, yeah. something like that. But if they have their day, you just know that, you know, that they're, they're going to be a match winner. So, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll look out for those players. I know there's been a bit of difference between kind of, you know, last year and, and this season. One thing I wanted to ask you was with regards to the, the new gaffer. Um, mm. How is he approaching fixtures kind of home and away? Is there any difference? What's his kind of brand of football? Well, when we signed it, when, well, when we signed him, when we appointed him, he, he'd been at Leeds. Um, it, by the way, he's got such an interesting journey into professional football. If you've got the time to go and read into it, he came for like he did Loughborough Uni, which is down the road from Derby. He did a lot of stuff with the FA with futsal and under 18s. He's developed some really good players. Rico Lewis is someone that he's worked with at Man City. Max Kilman as well from Wolves. So. If you've got time, and not as many people are as nerdy as I am, go and look into to how we got into football. Um, and then, like I say, he was at Leeds and he, he, he implemented a, a four-back at Leeds. Now, whether that's because he was told to by the first team manager or the man at the football operations at Leeds, um, played with a 4-2-3-1. Since he's come in, he's not... I say he's not changed too much, but he has changed quite a lot. The formation is pretty similar. Um, obviously, it's when you come into a situation where none of the players are pe- people that you've recruited personally, he's sort of had to deal with what he's got. And with the injuries, it's not been too easy. So we normally play with the formation that we had last year, which was a 3-4-3 three, three sort of, but with two number 10s instead of out-and-out wingers. So we have... Um, Danny Mandroyu on the left and tends to be Ali Smith on the on the right, who's a, a central midfielder by trade, um, sort of playing as these number 10s next to a striker. Home and away doesn't really matter. We we, we play um, fast football side to side. Passing's really good. Um, you know, lots of pressing as well. He obviously um, coached under Jesse Marsh at Leeds, who's had the Red Bull education uh, where it's pretty much constant pressing. If, you know, you watch Leipzig or Salzburg, it's it's a pretty heavy metal style of football. And um, I think his sort of one of his main objectives at Lincoln was to come in and and, and have more possession. Because if you look under Kennedy, we played quite low possession football. We would have 35% possession and still win games. Um, one of his remits was to, you know, if you've got your players on the ball, you're more likely to be able to positively impact the game. You then also, you've got, if you've got your best players on the ball, you know, for a club like Lincoln, who are very much a selling club, and we all are, let's be honest, um, if your players are on the ball more and showcasing their abilities, you know, clubs from the Championship or the Premier League are going to come down and, and look at them and see more of more of them and want to spend more money on them. So, um, yeah, it, it's a it's 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 a three back, but it is good for it, it's good football. It's um, it was turgid last night, but um, it, it tends to be on the floor, playing through the thirds, attacking when we, uh, attacking and. And when we haven't got the ball, we will very much be pressing. And, and uh, yeah, which is why it's such a shame that we haven't got Ben House, who's such a good pressing centre-forward. I think if you remember the, the fixture at Pride Park in February, um, you had Cashin playing at centre-back. I think you had Forsyth as well. And, and he did not give either of them a, a second's rest. 
um, mm. which is why he got sent off like a prat. But um, yeah, it's it, it is good football. I think you, I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be different to what you guys are used to seeing as well. Yeah, and obviously looking at the table, we've discussed it. Uh, just a, a few moments ago, you're there or thereabouts. You're in touch mm. and distance of the playoffs. Yeah. Do you think he'll be backed in January to go out and and kind of get some reinforcements? Difficult. Um, now I know the club have a bit more money to play around with. We've, um, I'm not sure if you've seen, we've had a lot of American investment in recent years, and a family called the Jabara family. They um, co well, they sort of co-owned the San Diego Loyal, which were like a championship version in America a football team. Unfortunately, they've had to disband because uh, the MLS have got a franchise club moving to the city. So they've had to sort of take the money out of there and, um, and move it into us, fortunately. Um, Landon Donovan is a big part of that. Um, obviously, he's a big name in America. He's now a strategic advisor of the club as well. Um, so do I expect the club to back Skabala? I do. Maybe not in January, in the summer, big time, I'd have thought. Um, I think January will be a case of well, you know, we're in a good position. Let's see what we can do. We have play. We will no doubt have players come in. I imagine we might use our link to Leeds United um, to try and get one of their players on loan. Obviously, they've got a really good um, crop of com- young players coming through. Um, we've already signed someone for for January as well, a lad from Ireland, Jack Moylan, who was a top scorer in um, the League of Ireland this year, playing as a number ten. He's already through the door. Um, I don't expect us to go heavy this this window um, in the summer if you guys are still in League One, which you shouldn't be, but you might be. Um, I hope not for your sake, um, for, but for my sake, I very much do because I enjoy my trips to Pride Park. Um, I think next summer you'll see the club splash a bit of cash, try and you know n- negotiate with our current players and try and keep them under contract because we've got some players that can play higher level, such as Hamilton, Erehan, Danny Mandroy. So. Um, I, I think we'll be active, um, but I don't think you'll see a splash in the cash. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, uh, I'm not sh- too sure what Derby are, are planning to do, but you get to this point in December and all the rumours start coming back. Mm. You know, Johnson Clark Harris has been seen at a Starbucks in Derby and <laughs> Cashin's down in Brighton on uh, on some fairground ride or something like that. So we'll have to see what, what happens for, for both sides. But it does sound like it's a positive time for you at the moment. So hopefully you're you're coming to, to Pride Park and, and not having a positive day out. But past that, you know, you can, uh, you can enjoy yourself. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, obviously, you know League One. You know the teams in League One. I yeah. know we've spoken previously and you've had some interest in, in Derby as well. Yeah. 
where do you feel that Lincoln are going to win this game? What What's kind of the... Where do they need to dominate or what do they need to do to beat Derby County at home? Difficult because I think in a lot of home games, you've not really played too well. I think the... And I, I think the, your best performances at home have been the win against Northampton and then the one against Barnsley as well. I feel like they were your best two performances. In other games, you've sort of sneaked by. I think it would be fair to say. I think the Fleetwood game is one that you, you just crept over the line and I seem to think um, Cambridge came and got a point this year. Um, Exeter, you, yeah. Exeter you narrowly beat as well. Um, you know, So we have to sort of make it a game where I, you know, I, I think we've got big lads. I think we might try and come and give you a scrap. Um, we might try and, you know, land a couple of blows on you, see how you take it. And if not quite Stevenage, but, um, you know, just trying to to try and dominate the, the game physically. And if we can do that and sort of, you know, change your mentality from where Derby County, we should be having 30 shots on target here or whatever it is. Um, that's how I think that that will help. Um, I think also midfield, depending on, on how you guys set up. But um, if Erwin and, and Hamilton both have a good game, we tend to, we tend to win. Um, you know, um, also if Mandroy has a good game as well, like if, if he brings in a, a moment of magic as well. Look, I think it's going to be tough for us. The run that you guys are on, um, we're on a good run ourselves, but it, it, it's going away to Pride Park. It's come away with a point and you've done really well. So um, I would take a point now. If you offer me a point, I would snatch your hand off, to be honest, because I know I know how good your, your your squad is and, and how good you can be. You know, I watched the game against Northampton and thought you were brilliant. And the Barnsley game, you know, you got a, a, a penalty to send you on your way, but after that, you look really comfortable, I thought. Um, so, you know, we just have to try and disrupt your rhythm a little bit and then hope that, that you can't get it back and then and then we have an opportunity there to to hurt you in the transition. Well it's Christmas, but I'm not offering any points out, unfortunately. So you'll have to Worth you'll have to fight for it. But I mean it sounds like you've got potential to come and fight. And I think what you've yeah. said there is probably what I'd be most worried about because I feel at times, especially in the middle, we're just not good enough. Hurahan drops a little bit too deep for yeah. my liking. Mm. Um, and then it's it's left to the other two in there to to try and sometimes chase shadows and compete. And and as you know, yeah. with the likes of Max Bird, Fauna, Louis Sibley, you know, they're good technical players, but they haven't got that kind of physicality that's maybe mm. needed at, at times. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see on that one. Who's the Derby player that you would you'd say I, I hope he's not available. I hope he's. Uh, I hope he's. Well, not not long term injury, but sick for that particular at, game. Well, at the minute, um, I think there's only one really. Nathaniel Mendes Lang been in some hot form the last month. Um, I think he's had. A, I think last year he was sort of overshadowed a little bit by the, the the greatness of David McGoldrick. I think he had a decent season, but I don't think he reached the potential. I think when he, you know, he's had a year at Derby now. He's he's, he's decided. You know, he is one of your best players and most focal players going forward. And a fit Nathaniel Mendes-Lang at this level is pretty decent, it seems like. I watched back the highlights before we came on, on of Saturday and he you know, he just ran the left, the right wing back of, of Leighton Orient absolutely ragged. And then, you know, he took his goal really well. I think the keeper probably could have saved it, squirmed under him a little bit. But then the, 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 the third goal coming from a corner to, to run that distance, I mean... 
I know it was pathetic from a Leighton Orient point of view, but um, you know, you still got to do it. And he's one player that, you know, our, our left wing back, well, it, depending on which side he plays on, because the thing with, with, with Mendes Lang, he can play on both sides. Um, if you op- if you operate down the left, it'd be quite interesting because Sorensen is probably better going forward than he is defending. Um, so if he, if he sort of stays high and wide, it might then not in you know not allow Sorensen to get as high and press, um, and we we might not be able to press you, and, and we might have issues from there. But he's certainly one that I'd, I'd rather not be on the score sheet. Um, I think also. You got some really good players. Obviously, Cashin, Max Bird are, are very good players at this level. How they're both still at Derby at this point, I've got absolutely no idea. If they didn't have close connections to the city and the club, I would imagine they probably would have gone. Um, I think Collins has been in good form recently as well. He's scored a couple of goals and he's one of those strikers we've seen at Luton at this level before that when he scores one, he goes on a bit of a run. Um, and I know he's scored a couple. I find it mad how he's now your starting striker. Um, despite being linked with a move away or similar to, to Shrewsbury. It was a bit mental, but um, I mean, I've pretty much named half y- y- your squad there, haven't I? Um, yeah, if you, if you could all be sick and forfeit the <laughs> game, that'd be, that'd be banging. Yeah, a bit of food poison at the Christmas party would yes. be uh, the order of the day, I guess. But um, no, you, you're exactly right. And I think when you list through those players, you kind of, you know, you expect us to be challenging in the top areas. And, and that's what we've been able to do we've gone on that run and, and now we obviously find ourselves three points off the top so it will be it will be interesting um I still feel like we've got a little bit of a blip in us but that's just me as a yeah. Derby County fan um yeah, and I'm sure. a little bit worried that you know you took uh you took four points off us last year it's taken us over 20 minutes but I'm interested in your theory on Paul Warren so let's yes. get on to Paul Warren because I know you've yes. mentioned it on your pod so yes. uh I'll give you the floor. What's your, what's your view on Paul Warren? Mark, look, I think Paul Warren is a great manager before I get this in. And I I didn't say that. I, I'll tell you what, I was coming back from Fleetwood. I think you'd been at Peterborough last season. And um, he obviously, I stopped for services down. I think it must have been sort of South Yorkshire just before I got home. And Paul Warren was in there having a whopper uh, Burger King. And I didn't say this to his face because, you know, he's, he's, he's such a nice a nice bloke with his bobble hat on. I didn't want to say anything. He was really nice. He was took the time to speak to me. He was, said he was really impressed with with Lincoln when he's whenever he's come across them because we've done well against his Rotherham sides. But um, my theory on Paul Warren and a lot of Derby fans might disagree with me is that he's not the right man to take Derby County forward. Um, now that might seem crazy because he's got a really good track record at this level. Um, my theory is that Paul Warren is better off with a team that I'm not expected to do well. So you look at Rotherham, um, they are a smaller club compared to Derby County. Um, they are a club that are punching above their weight to be into the championship. You look at the the money being thrown around at that division, um, with Leicester, Southampton, Leeds this year, especially spending quite a bit of money, um, shows you how much of a footballing overachievement Rotherham United are. Um, I think he can do it when the pressure's off. But when you're at a club like Derby, who get into the third tier, you know, let's, let's let's not be daft, Jamie, like five, six, seven years ago, you guys were minutes and games away from the Premier League. Like, you guys were, you know, I remember when I was at Union Derby, like I mentioned last time, you guys were, I thought you guys were up. I, that, that night after you beat Leeds, I thought you guys were going to go up. I remember watching you in the playoff semi-final as well against Fulham and you played really well. I just thought, if someone can come in and get Derby bouncing, 
um, you guys would be in the Premier League and, you know, you wouldn't be sat here talking to me because, quite frankly, why are you? Because um, we're Lincoln. But my theory is that I don't think that when Paul Warren gets a job where he's expected to win, I don't think you see the best in him. Um, you've seen in recent home performances, uh, well, before the, the good run, that he struggled to get by teams. I think when he's got the expectation and all the media coverage of, of Derby County and the name and you've got 25,000 fans there every week, there's an expectation. And I think Paul Warren does better. Um, I think, I said this to you earlier, I think Paul Warren would do a better job for us than he would for you um, because at Lincoln, there's no expectation. Um, uh, you know, he's a serial winner at this level, granted, and I, I take that point on board, but I think you'd be better off. I, th- I thought you'd have been better off appointing a Darren Moore or, mm. um, you know, someone that's someone that's handled a big club at this level before, maybe like an Alex Neal or, um, you know, of someone of that ilk. But um, you went for Paul Warren, which was a good choice because now I look like an idiot because you've won four or five in a row. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know you sort of agreed with me to an extent, but I, I just don't think he's the man to lead Derby County for, especially if you get into the championship. I don't think yeah. he's he could take you, you know, you guys have aspirations of being in the Premier League. Um, I don't think he's a man to take you to them. Yeah, like I said to you earlier, I, I do agree. And I think, you know, if you listen to our podcast uh, a month ago, we'd just come off the back of the Stevenage loss and yeah. we were all quite emotional and, and we were we were saying the same thing. Um, and you do look at it it's earlier in the season, playing at home against some teams and there was that kind of underdog mentality. And, and like you say, we're Derby County. We should yeah. be absolutely dominating teams at Pride Park. OK, you go away and, and maybe you have a a period of sussing the game out and mm. and kind of maybe being under the cosh for a period of time, but your class should kind of reign supreme, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I think actually over the course of the last couple of weeks, the handbrake's come off a little bit. I think mm. he's been forced to change his ways a little bit. Um, obviously, that, that coincides with having key players back. Um, and, yeah. I do completely understand what you're what you're saying. It'll be interesting. Obviously, we're hoping that we get out of this division. It's the best yeah. chance to get out of this division this season. But I think it will be interesting next season because, like you say, is he the person to then take Derby County beyond that? I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. But yeah. at the moment, we're loving him. We're loving the bubble hat. The bubble hat. <laughs> I tweeted out on Saturday. I can find his jokes funny again because we're on a bit of a run. Um, so yeah, let's let's see what happens in the the lead up to Christmas, and I think where we'll be challenged the most is our our Christmas to New Year running because we've got Oxford, Wigan, um, Peterborough as well. So they're not easy games um, by any stretch. By any stretch. Well, lastly, I just want to get your prediction for the game. Obviously, mm. you're fairly confident. But well, before you came on stream, stream, you're fairly confident that you might nick something. You'll you yeah. take a point. Is that your prediction for the game? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's difficult because you know you mentioned earlier that our record against the top teams last year was great. Um, this year, we've lost six games. Uh, we've lost to Pompey, Bolton, Stevenage, Peterborough, and Oxford who are all the, pretty much the teams above us. The, the only times we've been able to beat a team above us was Blackpool at home uh, when they were rubbish. Um, and uh, we took a point off Barnsley the other week. Um, 
Crikey. Uh, I think we'll come and get a point. Uh, look, we'll, 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 we'll bring a lot of fans. We'll, we, I know we've sold in the region of 2,000 at, at the point of, of selling. You know, it, I think, I mean, I spoke to my mate Ben, who's a, a big Derby fan, and he said that Lincoln were, were some of the best away fans that they had at Pride Park last year. Um, and I think it, it was a really, really magical Valentine's Day night that we had at, at Pride Park. Um, and I think a lot of people are going in, you know, it's just before Christmas, it's the Christmas ho- holidays and people want to go, you know, it's Pride Park. It's the one game that we all looked out for this year because it's fairly local. We probably the closest team that we've got in League One um, geographically. It comes at a good time when people are off work as well. So, um, and plus under Scabala, we're playing some good football at the moment. I think that will bring a few more as well. And the players know the roles and the, the, they're learning slowly. We've had... Um, We've had a, a bit more time on the training pitch to work on, on, on his ways. Um, I'm going to go Derby 1, Lincoln 1. I think that, you know, we, as long as we don't lose the game, because, you know, we want to stay in touch. If we want to get into the top six, and I don't think we will at the end of the day, we want to try and stay in touch with you for as long as we can. And if, we, you know, you've got games in hand, if we can, you know, just keep the distance as it is now, and not let you get further away from us, then we still stand a chance of getting in the top six. So I'm going to go for 1-1, one, one, but an entertaining 1-1. One, one. Um, better than the one we had last year with two offside goals uh, that both stood. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are, I, I think 1-1 one, one is a is a sensible bet. My yeah. feeling is I think we'll win on Saturday against Wickham. Yeah. Um, and I'm always pessimistic as a Derby fan, so I know that this run is going to end at some point. Um, and I, it might be, it might be against Lincoln, and that will be the game before Christmas. Um, and then everyone will have a um, an average Christmas if it's a draw. And if we lose, then it will be a poor Christmas. But yeah, I, I'd say one-one would probably be a, a sensible result. Although the fact that we just seem to be finding different ways to win at the moment, mm-hmm. I think equally we could nick something in the last minute, and it be yeah. a a bit of a smash and grab. So I think it depends yeah. on Saturday or Jamie, doesn't it? Because you know you we've got you've got Wickham at home, which will be tough. I mean they're on a bad run at the moment and you're on a good run. So you'd think it would be straight straightforward. But they're a different animal this year under Bloomfield. And I think you'll see that on Saturday they play a completely different brand of football. Um and depending on how you get on against them, let's say you struggle to beat them one nil at home or something and we go and trounce Reading like we should really do, you know, we're gonna come into this game on you know, and it absolutely flying high. And you guys were thinking, oh, another home game against the team we should be beating. You know, what happened last time? And we'll be thinking, well, start be away, mate. You know, get your head screwed on. Let's go for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Jake, thanks so much for, for coming along and having a chat about all things Lincoln. Like I said, it's top of the show. Jake's from That League One podcast. Go check them out. Um, some really good content. Um, lots of laughs. My one question, though, Jake, what happens yeah. if one of you get promoted? Um, well, yes, we have had it, and we're gonna. Well, we call it T Lop at the moment because that's what that League One pod's now. We're gonna we're gonna go T Flop that football league podcast. Um, Love it. I'm hoping Pompey bottle it because I literally I don't think I'd be able to hear the end of it if Pompey got promoted. I was sort of glad that Oxford took a t- took a bit of a dive and aren't getting haven't got going under Buckingham, um, or else we could have lost two of them and then Fleetwood are in the bottom four. You know, I could be the only one left in League One at this rate. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, there will be no promotions on T Lock this year. Pompey are going up, though, aren't they? They just are. 
they look pretty good. Yeah, they look pretty good last night. Um, I think they're they the team to they're the team to beat, or the team to just keep at an arm's length, let them be above you, but finish finish second. I think that's my yeah. that's my aim for Derby. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Mm-hmm. If you have enjoyed this episode, please go on and rate us five star wherever you get your podcast from. We will be back on Sunday reacting to the Wickham game. Hopefully it's another three points and this run continues. But until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Jake. And we'll see you soon. Up the imps. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.